Okay, I think we're ready to ready to go. My name is Greg. I'm a recovering marijuana addict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that too. But I'm yeah, and then drug addict and alcoholic and a lot of other things that kind of got in the way of my creativity. Um, I want to thank you all for coming out because um, we're all here because we're interested in expressing our connection with our higher power through music. And um, that's a big focus of my life, you know, trying to figure that whole thing out um, for the last 22 years or so. Um, my deal is that I write music for stuff, for film and TV mostly and other things. And um, I've um, been doing that for a long time. Um, I've got a, I also play music and as a musician and stuff. and. I just have a new record out with this band that I'm in called TSOL, and just found out we're playing Coachella this year, which is pretty cool. Wow. And a film I scored just came out, and it's called Go North. And so I do a lot of different stuff. I'm, you know, pretty blessed and really busy, and I'm really grateful for all that. I have a really supportive wife who helps me with my business, and um, you know, helps kind of keep it all together. And I'm grateful for that. And I have two sons who are both really talented musicians too. And they play and travel around and have this band. And we even get to work together sometimes. <clears throat> Recently, we, I do a lot of music for commercials. And so there was this, these commercials for Germany for the shoe company. And they really wanted this sort of punk rock thing. And my boys are really into that. And they love their band. And so I brought them in on it. And we worked on it together. And it was really cool. And we get those opportunities sometimes. So I'm really blessed. You know, A lot of good things have happened to me in sobriety. Um, I've been playing and writing music for over 40 years, which seems like a really long time. I mean, it's like we were talking earlier about feeling how old you are. I don't think we ever feel like, you know, even my kids who are 25 and 26, they're like, you know, I feel like time's slipping away and everything. And I'm 53, and it just doesn't, it's, it doesn't really compute. And the fact that I've been playing and writing music for well over 40 years is, is kind of uh, kind of... I don't know. It is what it is, and I don't worry about it too much. But anyway, it's been a long time. And uh, one of the coolest things is I had a piano teacher when I was really young who encouraged me to write music. And so while I'm playing little Mozart pieces and Beethoven pieces at my recitals, she's, I get to play one of my pieces too. And so that was kind of the beginning for me of, like, I can do this. Like, this is not that, you know, this is something that's attainable. I think a lot of times we're blocked by that idea that um, – I didn't start my stopwatch, sorry – um, by the idea that, uh, you know, this is something for everybody else. This is for something for those super talented people or whatever. And so, so that was good for me at the beginning to have that kind of experience. And um, I realized that, and over time this happened, but I just realized that, you know, I studied classical music and I was a classical piano major for a while and whatever. I did, pursued performing a lot. But I realized over time that it was, I really enjoyed writing music more than that, you know. And I do both, but creating music is just something that's really fulfilling to me and so um you know i i've been sober for 22 years and when i got sober i had a really hard time writing music because my process was sort of based on the pharmacopoeia concept where it's like you know i'd smoke weed and i do think coffee and do a little coke or do some speed and i just would always try to find the perfect mix of stuff you know oh heroin's gonna be cool i'll do smoke a little heroin that'll be cool and it was really all based on a lot of my creativity i thought was based on that stuff and so when i got sober i didn't have those tools anymore and and that was weird, and it was hard, and I was uh, really raw and really fearful and really plexed out. And one one of the cool things about pot, especially, was that I it, it calmed me down, you know. And it worked, you know. It did work for a long time, like it worked, but it stopped working, and it's just the whole thing was not working for me. And I had little kids, and I just I'd been done. I was like thirty, and I just. Half my life, I'd been getting high on pretty much anything, and also, you know, I, I was trying to I tell this story that I, I don't think I ever said no to anything, like, for the time I was, for that, those 15 years, you know? It's like, if you had it, I'd do it, you know? So, I th it was definitely time for a change, but it was, a, it was, um, it was pretty difficult, you know? I was very, very fearful. That was the biggest thing, is, like, I was afraid to try to write music, and so, when I, um, just, you know, 
discovered this program and came in and got a sponsor and started working the steps, I realized how those, the steps applied to my creative recovery too. And so um, I was going to talk about my routine, but I'm going to wait on that. Um, I'm going to talk about the, the, um, the steps and how they might relate to, to the creative recovery. Um, powerlessness. Okay. You know, I, when I admitted I was powerless over drugs and alcohol, I also realized it's like, well, I have these character defects that I'm also powerless over. And but one of the big ones, and I'm going to talk about this more later, but is just comparing myself to other people. And that's just a killer, you know? And I realized that that was a, something that was really in the way of me connecting, you know, with my true self. And so, so I, there's this parallel thing. So it's like there's the drugs and alcohol, and there's also this thing of like, okay, well, I've got these other issues, and I'm going to you know, apply these, these um, principles to their, them too. So I was really judgmental too, and it, I judgmental not just to myself but to other people. And what I realized is that when I judge other people, and I'm judging myself. I wind up, I'm, you know, I'm always the hardest on myself. And so I had to learn to let that go. And then the other big one was just the fear of failure, you know. It's like I, I, I was afraid to fail, you know, and, I, and that would just keep me from doing anything, you know. And so I went through a tough, I was pretty, I don't know, I, I, I had a really hard, the first 30 days or so was just like, really rough for me you know but it got a little bit better and as I started practicing these principles I realized that 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 you know these things could apply and then I came to believe that God could take away my fear of creating and provide me with real inspiration um I've what I've realized now is that these this um it is insanity to feel that way I mean it really is truly insanity because when I'm not connected it's just I'm I I don't tap in you know I I know that when I'm tapped into my higher power it's something that it just I, I know I know when I'm there you know and so that was um let me see uh sorry I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna ease into this it's a long talk but anyway so that's yeah I so that's how I, I um I believe that God could do that that was something that I, I said okay I, I, I can put some faith in this. Okay, so that was that step number two. Step number three was turning it over, and it was just that slow process of turning to learning to trust my higher power to bring me what I need. And it really, I consider my creative, I call God, my higher power God. So, um, you know, just really being a partner for me, you know, creatively, and I feel that that's something that really helps me when I'm working. Is just like that, I you know. It's there's this connection, and when I'm in that mode, and when I'm connected, I can I can actually tap into the stuff that matters to me, and you know, create in a way that's you know meaningful to me. Because um, it used to be, I used to sort of like. There's this thing about like trying to be clever and you know be tricky and relying on technique and stuff, and it's it's to me now it's really just about like connecting on an emotional level. So by turning it over, I learned to you know, have some faith that things were going to be cool, you know, that I was going to be able to, to get this thing back, you know, because I had, I was pretty, you know, I I had a pretty good history of doing music before that, and I had some success, and I played with a lot of people and did a lot of stuff, and, you know, but it just felt like it was all going to go away, you know, so, anyway, and step four was uh, making a fearless moral inventory, I discovered how my behavior toward myself and others was based on fear and that my judgmental attitude was something that I had to let go of, you know, I had to, because it was really, it always came back to me. It always came back to me judging myself and, and running myself down. And so um, that, by doing that fourth step, it, you know, I was able to, you know, see how those things applied to creativity. And step five, when I kind of actually admitted how I'd behaved and how I treated others, it helped me connect to the root of the problem and how, you know, it's like I was in avoidance mode, you know, and I wasn't, it was just, I was able to just kind of like open up to that kind of new way of of um, creating. So, um, okay, step six and seven. Being ready and humbling, ask God to remove my shortcoming was huge for me. Um, I was able to let go of these things. I realized that a lot of times, you know, like these resentments that I had and stuff that I 
I was stuff that I actually liked. I cherished it, you know, like I wanted to, I wanted to hang on to these things. And I realized like, I, I actually need to let go. Like there, even though there's something that, that's, that aren't the things that aren't helpful, they still, a lot of times there's things that we really value or something, you know, it's like, it's a false, false sense of value. So I was learned, I learned to try to let go of some of that stuff and really enjoy the process of creating. Um, I used to just really be so concerned about making something great, you know, like I was super focused on like, oh, this has got to be great. This has got to measure up and all that. And I don't really worry about that anymore. Hey, Jared. Um, you know, I just, I kind of let it go. I don't worry about being great. I just kind of show up and sit, sit in the chair and wait, what's ha- see what happens. And usually, it, and it'll always, it always kind of starts, things start to, to work, you know. It's like, um, I've, I've, learn to just be patient you know and so and patience has been a big part of all of this stuff for me um there's this really great quote from Franz Kafka that says you don't you do not need to leave your room remain sitting at your table and listen do not even listen simply wait be quiet still and solitary the world will freely offer itself to you unmasked it has no choice it will roll in ecstasy at your feet and that's a big one for me because I just like I don't know it's I just have to wait. You just have to wait and let things happen, or just just stay engaged, you know. And that's one of the things that I learned in you know kind of getting rid of those shortcomings and just letting go of all those things. And like I think I was addicted to judging myself, you know. And I was addicted to judging other people. I mean, I was really, you know, I I was hard on myself to the point where, and a lot of people think that that for some people like anger and fear are good motivators, especially anger, like, oh, I'm going to prove it to somebody. That's just never worked for me. Like, it just, it just crushes me. Like, I'd just be like, okay, well, just forget it. I don't care. I'm just going to get stoned. Like, I, I'm not that anger guy who could just, like, I'm just going to prove everybody wrong, and I'm going to be amazing. And I, that just never worked for me. So it has to come from a place of love for me. You know, it has to come from a place of connection and peace and quiet. Because if it doesn't, then I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I get back into that kind of crazy mode that I was and before where and I'll talk about this more later but I used to just wait you know wait till the deadline 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 just barely enough time to get something done and then I just get in this creative frenzy and just gotta get it done and I would find like a place man I mean I would really like I would focus and connect but it's like it was so exhausting you know to do it that way but now I really do I just I take my time and I I you know I'm, bit, I'm really I have a lot going on I mean the you know, I'll have to work on two, two or three different things in a day. And before I got sober, I mean, there's no way that I could handle that kind of shift in focus, you know. But now I just, I, I just refuse to worry about it, and I just, I, I'm a lot more connected to um, that peace than I was before, and, you know. And I think that that it, being addicted to that sort of behavior is is um, something that might be common with, you know, us marijuana addicts especially. And so, you know, just learning to see it, like truly understand it and then let go of it. And doing the steps is that the thing. It's like by working through all these things on a sobriety level, it helped me work through them on a creative level too. So um, that was six and seven. And then making a list and making amends. Okay, eight steps eight and nine. Here's the thing about that. I was probably the biggest person on my list. I had a lot of amends to make. I had a lot of people to, you know, make up to. I did a lot of shitty things. But really, the biggest person on my list was myself, you know. And I think that's common with marijuana addicts. It's just that, um, you know, we kind of just sabotaged ourselves a lot, you know. I know that I did. And um, I had to learn to love myself. That was something I did not do. In fact, one of the probably the biggest reasons I used to get stoned is because I didn't love myself. I mean, all of that was, you know, this self-loathing stuff is was that pot was the fix for that. I mean, when I was thirteen and just like skinny little kid and didn't you know didn't feel like I measured up and I wasn't one of the cool guys or whatever, you smoke weed and. It's just like all that goes away, you know, and I and I like that, and that worked for me, you know. But without the without that thing, and without that thing working, I had to take a real look at like, okay, well, what is the deal here, you know? Instead of just squashing down this idea that you actually hate yourself, figure it out, you know. And so, making amends, making all those lists, and thinking about how I've 
done myself wrong and how I've done other people wrong too, but a lot of it focused on myself and, you know, where that comes from and what that's all about helped me to learn to love myself. And I think that's a, that's a really big thing, you know, it was super important for me to just accept myself, you know, it's a, acceptance is huge. And, um, you know, it got me to this place where instead of just trying to be like someone else or emulating somebody else, I mean, I have a lot of people that I admire musically and there's a lot of people that I look up to and, and, and value, but um, a lot of it is sort of like what you're, you know, it's all the whole thing of like what you're supposed to do. Like, what am I supposed to be as a musician? What am I supposed to do as a composer? Like, what are, everybody wants to like uh, write big films or do this or do that or play in this big band or whatever it is. And I was learning to let, let some of that stuff go. You know, that was really big for me to learn to let some of that stuff go and just really get it back to the place of like, well, what really inspires me? You know, what is it that I actually get off on? Like, what is it about what I do that I enjoy? And trying to focus on those things and just putting, letting the rest of it fall away, just not worrying about it, you know? There's a big thing, like I, you know, I just talk about getting in where you fit, like I say, I get in where I fit in. That's what I do, you know? And for me, it's like, I, I, with, when I, the, I, the kind of paradox is that when I let all that go, I fit in a lot of other places that I never fit in before, even though I don't care. It's like, I mean, I have success that I didn't, couldn't have imagined before, but I really don't care that much. Like, I can let it go. Like, if, if something doesn't work out, I used to think, well, if I don't get this gig, then it's going to, you know, my value is going to be less, or, or I'm going to be a piece of shit if I don't get this film, or if I do... Th-. And now I'm like, you know what? It's not up to me to decide. It's really not my problem. I mean, it's up to God. To, I, I really do trust God to run my show. I mean, honestly, I do not, it's not about, I mean, I, I certainly pursue things. If, some, if an opportunity comes up, I pursue it. If, if um, I certainly, like, try to give it my all and see what's going to happen. But when things don't work out, I don't get depressed anymore. I just say, that's not meant to be. It's fine. Like, I want to get in where I've been. I like to work with people who are, who are, who I relate to, who get along with, with well. And if it's, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. And I just let it go quickly. It used to be like I could spend you know, I mean, I don't know, I could hold on to resentments for years, but I don't, I don't hold on to them anymore. I mean, in that way, I mean, I let things go and I don't, you know, I, one of the things I have to constantly remind myself is it's not about me. It's not always about me. You know, it's like people are busy and there's all kinds of different variables and we don't know the whole story all the time. So just taking the focus off myself was a big, is a big part of being free creatively because it's just it just it can drive you nuts I mean worrying about what other people think and you know thinking that oh I mean just the whole idea of like making up stories like I make up all kinds of stories but I catch myself now it used to be you know I'll create these scenarios where people are judging me or whatever and it's like it's not it's you know doing the steps has let me learn to let that stuff go it really has I mean I'm, I'm really grateful that that I've able to deal with those they still come up I mean I still deal with these kind of issues but it's but they're gone in five minutes not like in a year you know I mean I don't I just don't hold grudges anymore it's just not worth it it's just I mean it's taken a long time you know it doesn't take I could say it's taken a long time it's been a long time but it doesn't take any time to do it you know to letting go of of grievances and resentments is something that can happen instantly and I do it pretty quickly now and I swear, it's like it frees me up, you know. I'm not, I'm, it, it's not, it's not on my back. And so when I'm writing music, it's not, I, I don't have to think about that stuff. And I'm free from the results. And I don't have, I'm, well, one of the things I was going to talk about later, but I'm just going to roll now because whatever. But the, uh, I keep my expectations really low. Like, I don't expect a lot. Like, I'm very grateful for everything I have. I have a really cool house and a cool studio and a really great wife. And I could get along on a lot less than money that I make. And everything's fine, you know? And when I have that mindset, then I don't have to worry about things. And so I just, I really don't put a whole lot of stock in stuff. Even if it's like, oh, wow, this is going to be great. And this is this film. And this is this thing. This is these great commercials. And if I can do them, it's going to be cool. And if it if they work out, it's cool. Like, I'm super stoked if it works out. But if it doesn't work out, I'm off of it so fast now. 
You know, it used to be I would just be, oh, those people I don't hire. My wife has to remind me. It's like, will you please just remember to worry about the people that do hire you and not the people who don't hire you? Because, but that's when we get obsessed about that stuff. It's like, and it, uh, it affects our create our creativity because then it's like, okay, well, I'm going to second guess and try to please someone. And, there's always a certain amount of that. I mean, if I'm working for someone, if I'm writing music for someone, I'm trying to think about what they, what they want, and I'm trying to complete their vision, and I'm trying to creatively partner with them, but not to the point of, like, you know, second-guessing myself into, you know, a stagnant place, you know? At some point, I'm going to do what I'm going to do with it, you know? And I'm going to, like, just... There's these aha moments that I have where it's just, like, there's that little glimmer, and you're just like, this is it. This is it. This is what I'm doing. I don't, you know, I got all the conversations and all that, but I've got to go down this road. And the thing about those little glimmers is that I used to just ignore them. Oh, that's just a stupid idea. Every great idea comes from a little spark, you know? And I think that um, I'm more in tune to those sparks now by doing these, by working the steps and having a spiritual program. I'm in tune to those little things, man. I mean, there was this. Uh, Mark Maron podcast with Neil Young, and he was saying, talking about how you, you know, just you play and play until something sparks, or I forget the exact word he used, but that was his, basically his thing was like you come up with something that feels right, and you just go down that road all day, just go down that, just that pick, just do it, just stay down that road. I mean, I'll catch myself when I'm you know just playing around on the piano or on guitar or whatever. And I'll have a little glimmer, and I'll just be, I'll just, well, I don't know. But now I record everything. Like, I have a thing with me all the time. So it's like, if I get a little something, I'll I'll record it, you know? Anytime there's a little magic, it's like, okay, cool, record that. And you know what? A lot of these things don't go anywhere. They don't all make it to records or into a movie or anything like that. But it's an exercise for me, you know? I mean, it's being aware of the good shit is like a really cool exercise because then when you're working and you're under pressure, it's like one of those things where like, I know that feeling, you know, by just playing around, you know, a lot of this stuff is just, maybe, you know, they're just little babies that are never going to grow up. You know, I've got tons and thousands of little snippets of ideas, but it's okay. It's okay to just have those because they really do, that by doing that every day, and I'll talk about that more when I talk about my daily routine, by doing a little bit of that every day, I'm, I'm tuned in. You know, I keep myself tuned in with, with, those, with what's good, or not necessarily what's good, but what I like, you know? Like, what really sparks for me? You know, what is the thing that really, you know, not like, you know, it used to be like you listen to records and you want to make something sound like something else and you want to be as cool as this thing or as cool as that thing. And then, you know, it really comes down to that thing of like, what moves me? You know, like what really moves me? And with other music and stuff too, it's like, there's a lot of stuff that's super impressive, you know, that's really amazing. And, and I get that and I appreciate it, but it doesn't kick me in the stomach. And so I don't, I only listen to stuff that really just like, kills me you know and if it kills me then i'm into it and if it doesn't kill me i like god bless it i'm grateful they're that's amazing they're super talented but i'm not i can't get off on it and i'm not going to worry about it i just leave it aside but the stuff that really really moves me those are the things i listen to the movies that you know that i try to watch films that i find you know that moving in that way too you know it's not just about like the things that are impressive or like wow it's such a great writer and it's so complex and so clever and those are all great but it's like it's gotta like kick me in the gut you know and that's one thing that i've learned a big thing i've learned in sobriety is just to like really know what you like you know like i mean and really respond to the stuff like know when you're responding to something even you know it's like i can listen to stuff that's super impressive and it's just like yeah okay you know whatever man i'm just like but the things that really move me i i acknowledge you know and i lift them up and i and i try to i've i've seen how by kind of refining my tastes not in an intellectual way but just in a way of listening to myself like what what am I feeling about this you know that's helped me in my creative mode too because then I'm thinking about well you know what about this do I like like there's just this little magic that happens like wow I've got this really cool thing working now and so I'm going to follow that road I'm not going to judge it right now because it's like I can be super judgmental and I'm don't and, and it's like one of the things I used to tend to do is to just like judge something too quickly 
Oh, that's bullshit. Oh, that's no good. That's stupid. It's so simple. Like, what is this? You know, so I judge these things. And what I've learned to do is just to, like, I don't judge anymore, man. I, I just wait. Just, just, just follow the muse and wait. And then when I come back to something, I usually know. It's like, yeah, well, that was not the greatest one. Or, wow, that was cool. I'm going to develop that. And one of the things I've learned, too, is that when I'm, when I'm sitting at the piano or playing music of some sort, I, I'm... I'm um, a lot of times, like I gotta sit there for a while for something to click, and it's and it's like if I was to bail out every time, like I just wasn't happy with something. It's not like I'm gonna be I'm trying to be super critical. I'll just sit and play, and it's like it's okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying this is horrible. This is horrible. This is horrible. I'm just gonna play until like something goes oh click, you know. And so, um, you know, a lot of times, so, you know, sometimes I've got an idea that I don't think is maybe that great, but there's a spark there, and. And then I'll just, it'll take another path, you know? And that little thing, maybe not even, won't even carry, but that's the thing that sparks it. And there's this cool um, Picasso quote that I'm going to jump on ahead to because it's really cool. And his whole, because it makes sense for right now, what was it? I be, Picasso said, I, I begin with an idea and then it becomes something else. And And it's a simple little thing, but it's like, that's Picasso. Like he didn't sit and imagine those paintings, like how they were gonna be. He just started fucking around until it started to make sense to him. I mean, you draw a line and you go, oh, 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 okay, I get it, you know. And so that I try to apply that to myself. And you know, I mean, certain times I have, you know, I mean, I write music for and for for money, and I, you know, it has to have certain parameters and I like those parameters in fact I encourage people to put me in a box I always tell people it's like put me in a box dude like give me the let's, let's think about where you're coming from with this what kind of music is inspiring you for this thing or whatever and so I like I put little parameters around myself but then I've got this little box that I can play around in you know and so and I think that's a good creative exercise too is just to say well I'm gonna if I'm you know I want to write a piece that's somewhere in the vibe of this thing. You know what I mean? And it's like, it, and that's that's it can be inspiring because it's like, okay, well, I want it to be a finger-picked acoustic guitar, and and I want it to be a fast tempo, and I, you know, whatever. And so I'll put those little parameters on myself, even when I'm writing for myself sometimes. But um, but then there's plenty of variables in there, you know. And so I like those variables, and I let the I let I let the creative thing flow you know and like I was saying before like my higher partner is kind of my creative partner so I try I trust I do have faith if I sit in my chair for a couple of hours something's good's gonna happen like it always does you know but I it's amazing I can still talk myself into the idea that it's not going to you know and so um I just have to be diligent you know I just try to stay diligent about that and and stay on that so um where was I? I was talking about the steps. Okay, yeah, so eight, nine, ten. I'm going to get, jump back to those, and I'm going to talk about step ten. And uh, that's, well, actually, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about my morning, my daily routine for a little bit because that, that relates to this. Um, it's really important to have a daily thing that you do, like every single day. I don't take a day off. I don't take holidays off I don't take Sundays off I don't take any days off I do it every single day I get up and I pray and I meditate I say the first th- let me see where's my list I get up and I pray and I say the first three steps I do the third step prayer and the seventh step prayer and I know this sounds like a little bit like, like you know rote but sometimes it's okay to have like this little pattern that you do you know but I um, let me see I meditate every day for like 20 or 30 minutes and in that meditation, I think about um, a few key things. I think about any resentments I have every day. I think about like, am, am I hanging on to anything? Am I dealing? Am I? De- is there any stuff I got to deal with? You know, is there any amends that I got to make? Okay, so I do that, and then I spend some time in gratitude because I have a lot to be grateful for. And it's like, man, it's amazing. When I'm not grateful, I feel. Like, I don't know, it's, it's easy to slip into that mode, but man, it's like, 
we all have so much to be grateful for. It's so easy to say, I could turn it around and say, oh man, but if I this and if I that, and if this person has this and this person has that, we all live in a free country, like in California and like, you know, eat good food. And I mean, it's amazing, you know? So I just try to make sure I'm focused on even the most minute things that I'm grateful for. So that's a big one every single day. I ask God to find, help me find favor with people because I, I want to be there for people on, on whatever level, on a creative level, on a personal level, whatever. You know, I just want to be there for people and have people understand what I'm after. And then I try to be open to what God wants for me and, and, you know, and not be so focused on what I want for myself. You know? Because, I mean, I mean the, for every plan that I have, it never works out the way I think it's going to work out. Everything I think is going to be like, oh, this is my big break. And that No, that's not it. And then around the corner, there's some other thing that I had no idea was coming that always comes. So now I'm like, whatever. I don't care anymore. You know, I'm just going to stay open to what's coming for me because I know there's something coming. And if I connect this way and if I get into that calm place where I'm connected to my higher power every day and try to stay connected most of the day, I mean, I get stressed out and deal with stuff and get whatever. But if I tap into that stuff every day, then chances are I'm going to be pretty well connected every day. And so, so I do that every day. And then I write in a journal every day and just a lot of times it's the same crap, you know, but I just do a page a day. I just write. I just sit and write. And a lot of times it's the same thing that I might have been meditating about or whatever. And then I'll sit at the piano and sometimes I'm playing the same piece for 10 days. I mean, I mean, I just I got something I'm working on and I'm just playing around with it and improvising and you know, but I'll do that unrelated to work because a lot of times, I mean, when I once I get in my studio, it's like it's you know it's usually pretty on, and I gotta do this thing and I gotta do that thing, I gotta do this thing. So I always like save like thirty or forty minutes to just be be uh, open, you know, just to be free and be easy, and there's no agenda here, and I can just play whatever I want, and I can just kind of get my fingers working and get my brain working, and it really opens me up for the other creativity that I do. So. And then the other thing is that I exercise every day. I mean, I um, I need endorphins. You know, it's like that's one of the things that really helps me. I mean, I I, I stop at about seven o'clock and and I gotta lift weights or go for a bike ride or hit the treadmill or whatever. And it really does help refocus me. So I highly advise exercise. It's something that if I don't do it, I it, it it's harder for me to be connected like I want to be. So um, so that's my morning routine. And then. Um, yeah, talking about the personal uh, inventory. Yeah, and just making sure I don't have any grievances against other people. You know, I mean, one of my goals as a as a musician and, and composer is to just connect emotionally with whatever I'm working on. I mean, even if it's a beer commercial, I want to like you know, I want to feel it. You know, I gotta feel it, man. I want it. To, I, it's not just even if it's like do a song like that jet song or whatever it's like okay well yeah i can do that but i'm gonna do it in my way i'm gonna find the magic like there's gonna be some magical way to do it you know and i try to stay i try not to i used to be a little bit cynical about this because i've been doing this stuff for a long time even before i was sober i used to be like yeah fuck this job this is just stupid i'm just gonna do this crank out this piece and all that and it's like i really do find the joy in everything that i do you know it doesn't really matter to me you know i mean there's certain things that are that are more up my alley that I might find rewarding. And I mean, I've, I had this film at Tribeca film festival last year. That was really cool. And that was like a cool special moment or whatever. But it's like, honestly, when I'm in the chair working, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I'm working on. I'm just, I'm just trying to get into that flow. I'm just trying to be connected, you know? And so I try not to separate those things of like, this is a, this is a cool gig and this is a shitty gig or whatever. So that, so that, that t- 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 10th step stuff really helps me. Conscious contact. I mean, that goes back to that, um, the daily routine, you know? I mean, it's every day. Like, I got to do it every day. I have to because it's so much easier to do it every day than it is to do it, like, every third day or once a week or skip a day. It's like, God, it's just a drag. But this way, I get up and I do it. My wife knows what the deal is. I get up. She goes downstairs. I got to do my thing, you know? I need my time. And, you know, part of it is being a little bit selfish about that stuff because, you know, I know a lot of a lot of times. I think I felt really guilty when I first got sober. I think it was like I fucked up, and I've been, you know, kind of like not been there for everyone, and I've got to be, you know, self-sacrificing, and I can't do anything for myself. And I realized, like, I got to kind of put myself first because I'm a better father when I'm centered and when I'm focused and when I'm connected. I'm a better husband when I'm that way. I'm a better composer for sure. But it's like 
I need to put myself first. I have to be selfish about this. I have to box off time. I, I need a couple of hours every day be, you know, to do all this stuff. And I don't let it, it's, it's a priority for me. And I, I'm not going to answer the phone until 10 o'clock. And I'm not, I mean, whatever, it's an emergency, I'll deal with it. But generally, it's like, you know, when I get up for the, those first two hours, like that's when I'm doing my stuff. And I'm very, I'm real serious about it. And I'm kind of selfish about it too. And I think that that's a, that's a weird word for us sober people. I mean, it's like, oh, we shouldn't be selfish. It's like, well, yeah, a little bit. We should be. On the right things, we got to be selfish. We have to be nurturing to ourselves, and we got to be like focused on those things that are um, that are gonna make us better people and better help us interact better. So that that was a weird thing for me to figure out, you know. And then carrying the message. Um, I used to not want to talk. I didn't sponsor anybody for a really long time in sobriety. I was really boxed off and kind of, I wrote closed off and insular, whatever that means. But it, it, it's true. Like, I, I'm a pretty solitary guy. I write music in a room by myself all the time. But, man, by sponsoring people and then by giving talks like these, you know, as difficult as they can be, at least at the beginning when I'm just stammering around, it's like, I, I'm going to feel good after this. Like, that's the thing. It's like, did, Jonathan did me a favor by asking me to do this because this is good for me. You know, and I care about how all you guys and I'm trying to give a good talk and I hope you get something out of it. But at the end of the day, this is what I need to do. You know, I need to do some of this stuff. And so um, trying to share my story with people, it just reinforces what I know. You know, that's really all. I mean, when I have to prepare and think about this stuff, it's just making it make more sense. If somebody calls me up and has a problem that, that relates to any, something I know about and I can share, it's just like, man, this is just locking this stuff down for me. So, so I, I, it took me a while to figure that out, you know, but I, but I figured it out and I'm really grateful for it because being of service is a being of service to yourself, you know. It really is, you know, so... Even if it doesn't go as well as you thought or you don't connect with somebody or somebody doesn't get something from what you're saying, it's still by carrying that message around and, and just sharing my own experience, you know, I, I've benefited greatly from it. And it took me a little while longer to figure that one out than some of the other things, but, um, but it's all right, you know. Uh, let's see. There's some... That I talked a little bit about weed feeling like I think a lot of us go through this, especially creative people like, well, weed's part of my creative process, you know? And, and I've just, I, I've just learned that that's, I mean, as much as it was maybe a little bit of a help in squashing down some emotions, it really, it's nothing near, it's nowhere near like the, what I can do and how I can feel creatively and what I've been able to accomplish in, in sobriety. It's like miles and miles ahead of what I could do. And uh, I used to think, I remember I used to, I, remember, I, I distinctly remember feeling like, you know, like sort of like thinking about what I'd accomplished over the past month or whatever. And just like, well, I did do that one thing and played that gig and I worked on that one track. And, and I look at that now and I'm like, what a joke. You know, like I do so much more than that now. And it's like what I was able to settle for, like in out of sobriety, it's amazing. It's just amazing. And it's not that I'm so like gung ho and so pushing. It's just that. I like to work. I do, I do get a lot of cool work, and there's a lot of demands on my time, but I don't let it stress me out. I'm just engaged in it. You know, I really enjoy it. I, I like sitting in my studio for 12 hours a day, you know? If I didn't, I wouldn't do it for that long, you know? I mean, I would just get stuff done, but I really enjoy it, and I'm engaged in it. But it's a trip how, how, that, um, how much that's changed for me. Um, so that's that whole thing with we I think we all realize pretty quickly that that's not true but um, comparing myself to others I've talked a little bit about this um, that's a bit that was just huge I mean I had to put that I mean it's still in my daily routine like I go through you know I'll go through the steps and one of the things I say is God help me to not compare myself to other people I've been saying that for 20 years every single day to myself because it's a big deal and I'm not so bad at it now but it's still it's still one of my big issues so I leave it in there you know and really what and I've said a little bit about this before I mean it's just it really boils down to just attacking myself you know it's like I'm, I don't want to attack myself anymore I don't want to like pick on myself anymore and just you know it's either either my ego's out okay comparing myself okay what happens if you compare yourself to somebody else either you're better than them and you're running somebody else down and your ego's out of control and that's like weird and not cool to do 
because it's not it just it's not real. It's just you're just making shit up. Then, but usually what happens is you just wind yourself down. It's like, oh man, they're so amazing and they're so great, and I'm such a piece of shit. And it's like, so neither of those makes any sense to me. So I don't. I try not to do either of those things. So I just don't compare myself. I mean, it's like. I, I'm I'm just who I am, and that's it, you know. And it, I, I have everybody's got unique talents, and and we're not all the same. And we never know the whole story, man. It's so easy to look at people and say, oh, they got it all together, and they're so great, and all this. We don't know the real whole deal, and it's just we don't need to. We just need to like connect to our own thing and do what what moves us, you know. And so. Um, uh, there's this cool Einstein thing where he says, everyone's a genius, but if you judge a squirrel by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing it's stupid. And it's like, yeah, I mean, we don't, you can't, we all have unique abilities and we need to just find those and like embrace those and, and get excited about those and not be like, sometimes our inabilities are the things that make us unique, you know? I mean, like, I'm not that great of a guitar player, mostly a piano player, but I mean, but I have things that I do on the guitar because of ignorance or because of lack of skill or whatever that become these signature things or whatever, you know? I mean, I, there's other people who program synthesizers better, but when I fuck around them, I do a certain thing. And so it's like, okay, well, that's my thing. So I'm just embracing those things, our quote-unquote shortcomings is something that makes us unique too, you know? And so I've learned to try to do that a little bit. Um, perfectionism, uh, that's a rough one. We're never going to be perfect, you know, no matter how hard we try. And really, it's just it's just a thing that crushes us with fear. And so uh, I've, I've tried to learn to just, like, let that go. I mean, the principle in the program is, like, progress, not perfection. And I, I, just a little bit every day, you know. I mean, I get over – I still get overwhelmed. Like, I get overwhelmed by, that, by this thing of, like, there's just so much work to do. And I can't even imagine I've got to write 40 minutes of music or whatever. It's always more than I think it is. Once I start – and once I chip away at stuff, and I still do this, I still get overwhelmed, you know? I mean, it's one of those things where I just, it's, it's built into me, but I just, just start, you know? Just start. Just same with perfectionism. It's like, just start something. It'll make sense later, you know? I spent, you know, I spent years in early sobriety. It was rough, man, because I, I, would, I would really avoid things, and I would, you know, out of fear, the perfectionism thing and that thing of being overwhelmed and just thinking, like, this is unattainable. I can't do it. It's unattainable. It's like, there's no way I could do this. I'm going to say no. I say yes now. I just try to say yes, and I go, you know what? I'll figure out a way. It'll be all right. I'm going to just... I, I rely on intuition. I'm going to talk about that because that's a big one for me. And and I, I know when I should say yes. I know when I should say no, too. I mean, there's times when it's just like doesn't make the right sense to do a project or get involved with certain certain people or whatever. But I listen, you know. I try to listen to my intuition. Um, but, yeah, being overwhelmed is a, was a big one. But I just I stopped putting my faith in that anymore. And... Um, yeah, and yeah, with the intuition thing, and it also relates to that whole deal of like you know seeing those sparks and recognizing those little sparks of creativity that make sense to me, and not being um, overly judgmental about it. And you know, I really just try to follow my gut. You know, my gut is true. If I'm if I've meditated that day and I'm feel like pretty connected, like and I'm not making decisions out of fear, then I pretty much know what to do. Like it's not that hard for me to figure it out. You know. But when I'm in a little bit of a panic mode, I tell you, like, my judgment is off. And I can tell when I'm in that mode. And I have to just go, I'm not going to call anyone. I'm not going to pick up the phone. I'm going to sit for 10 minutes and get my head straight. And then it's like, okay, (sighs) let me take a deep breath. I get it, you know. And uh, sometimes it is that five minutes that you need just to say, okay, I'm going to disconnect. I'm not going to... make any decisions like right now you know because I don't feel connected but my intuition feels strong and I you know I rely on it for whatever it's worth it's better it's it's it it gives me that kind of um, indication about what's the next thing to do gives me an indication about what to do and just kind of like throws up a few little warning signs if I need them and you know, it may helps me make better decisions you know so and, and that my intuition is way better than it was when I was wasn't sober I mean it's like I had I wasn't grounded there was just floating around like kind of grabbing at things so when I have this anchor it really helps me make good decisions and that intuition I rely on with the composing too because it's like 
what I, there's, I'm going to be led somewhere. Some, I'm going to be led to the next step. I don't have to worry about it right now. Like, I, I mean, part of the thing I do is just try to make things smaller. If I'm overwhelmed, it's like, okay, well, I've got this thing to do, and I've got this part of it, and I've got this thing. You know, and pretty soon it's just like, all I need to do is two bars of a bass line. That's all I have to do right now. And then in five minutes, I can do the rest of it or whatever. And so I think, you know, letting ourselves get overwhelmed with that whole thing of like, oh, this is just too daunting. I've got to write a whole song. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Just start with the smallest, 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 smallest thing. And then inspiration will carry you the rest of the way. I mean, that's what I've found. That it's just once I'm into it, it's like I'm like, okay, I can't stop. You know, and I've got to like break myself away to eat and stuff. And that, that's when I know like, okay, this is actually really working, you know. Um, my focus is a lot better being sober. I mean, I'm just it's the same thing of like being in tune, you know, I mean, just being, uh, aware of stuff and kind of getting into a flow mode. And, and once I'm there, staying there, you know, sitting, I just got to sit in the chair. I got to tell myself, just sit down in the chair for two hours and then something happens, you know, but man, it's like, we can avoid that chair for years, you know? And so I just try not to avoid the sitting down and starting. I mean, even when I was preparing last night for this thing, it's like, I was like, you know, avoiding, 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 busy, 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 busy. And then finally, you know, you sit down and you start putting a couple thoughts together. And then it's a start, you know, then it's like, okay, I'm in it. It's good, you know. But um, so that I just, I, I have faith. I mean, have faith, you know, that things are going to, that that's going to work, that that's going to happen. So um, let me see. What else have we got? What are, how are we doing time-wise? We got a little bit of time. Okay. Um, acceptance. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've talked a little bit about this before. It's just huge that to be it just, I mean, I got to accept things how they roll, you know, I can't worry about it. I got to let it go after, you know, and I just try not to judge and try not to make up story. I make up stories, you know, it's one of my big things. I make, I can very creative with when it comes to like what people, what people think about me, what people, what people's motivations are, who else is working on something, what's going on. I can make up, I mean, it's even if some of it's true, it's just not any good for me. And I realize most of the time, none of it's true. It's just not about me. It's not about me and my little world all the time, you know? And so, so I'm just learned to be accepting of things, how they work out and, and just be open to the role of the universe. It's not, it doesn't really matter that much. Like, you know, the world doesn't need me to make music. If I went away, it'd be fine. Music would all get done. It's all fine. We don't have to do it. We don't have to do it. It's not... The only re- I'm grateful that I get to do it, and I'm fulfilled that I get to do it, and I'm you know, and I and it, it's, it's my purpose, you know, and I, I to get to do it for a living is like amazing, but it's like it's it, it's not like I got you know the it it doesn't matter that much, you know, it 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 matters to me, but it's like doesn't it really in the big scheme of things, it's it's not that important, you know. So when I keep that my eye on that. It helps me realize it's like I just don't get caught up into the false significance of everything. It's like I want to do things that are meaningful to me. I want to do things that are meaningful to other people. I mean, I want to move people. That's my goal. It's like it used to be like, oh, I want to be impressive and I want to be able to play better than anybody else and I want to do all this. But my, my goal now is just to like move people emotionally. So if I'm working on a film or whatever, I want to lift that up from even working on a commercial or doing whatever, writing a song or just writing a piece that no one's ever going to hear. I just want to do something that first moves me and then hopefully would move someone else, you know? I mean, it's really an emotional thing. So, um, and uh, that's, that's, that's most of the points. I mean, the, I'm, I'm really grateful for the way my life has turned out. It's certainly not by my own design. Um, I'm really grateful to the program. I mean, it may change my life, you know. I mean, the 12 steps have changed my life in a lot of significant ways and sort of like reorganized the way I do things and think about things and function creatively. So um, I'm just grateful and blessed and I don't, uh, and I'm open to whatever happens, you know. So at this time, maybe, you know, we'd like to open it up to sharing or uh, comments or questions or participation of some sort. If anybody's got something to ask or say, feel free to approach the mic. Thank you, Greg. Uh, You're welcome. I'd like you to talk a little bit about the transition of uh, 
being uh, stoned in music and then and what the challenges were, mm -hmm. what the what what those problems, what the things in your head that you were fighting. I know for me there was I'm I'm never going to be creative again. This right. is where my talent flows from, and that fear that we well that I that I felt not knowing if I was ever going to do anything creative again, or right. if I was ever going to laugh again, or right. make anybody laugh. It's it's a, it's you know a paralyzing thing for some of us. So I thought maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it was it was debilitating for me, for sure. I mean, it's like I shared earlier. I mean, this is something that was my best friend. I mean, smoking weed was like part of the deal, you know, for sure. Like it was just like that was that was my process, you know. And when you take like when you take that away, it's like that's a tool that's gone. And you know, trying to figure out a way through that was was really tough. And I spent a lot of time in fear. But I think the thing is that just being patient with myself and just being able to understand that like okay this is a process you know and and as i started to learn to apply the tools that i learned in in the steps it was just one of those things where um it just it really was about having faith you know at the end of the day it was just about having faith that that um that that was that that's still there like we all have this create i realized that you know it's it's in me you know it's not something that, that was created by smoking weed in fact it was probably hampered by it but it felt it was you get so used to it that it was some of the something that's felt like it was part of it and i i, I think that uh, what happened was for me is like i started to um write better music and I started to like have more success like fairly quickly like it I think my shit turned around quick because I think a lot of one of the things is like I had a lot of experience I had a lot of stuff sort of set up and ready to go but I was really hampering myself and I think we all have a lot more than we realize that we have and in potential and even in skills but you know that's damping it down and man when I took the lid off of that thing it was like I mean I flourished you know and it, it was hard at first because I really did have to have faith that I had to apply those principles to, to my creative life in a, in a slowly but um, but it started to work and I, and I started to reach out and, and it, was, it was almost like the universe God whatever it was just waiting just like come on dude just waiting for, to open this whole world of opportunity up to me and you know whole world of blessings it was just like are you about ready man we've got all this stuff for you you know i really feel like that's how it was and so um i mean just like even financially i, mean, I made you know i started making way more money and i got all these good opportunities and i started like like the stuff that i was working on was better quality stuff and and i just was more connected you know so once it was just one of those things where eventually it's the slowly but surely you have faith in that in the fact that it's like it's not about that you know and so I, I i realized it took me a minute but i realized it i mean like i said when i first got sober i was nuts man i mean i probably should have I, probably, I don't know I probably, would have been wouldn't have been so bad to go somewhere for about 30 days like i was crazy like i was really it was rough I, I and not everybody goes through that but i had other things going on that were just like it was really that self, for me the self-loathing and the all the all that rawness you know of being sober and just like not you know it's like harsh reality like was rough on me but um it, but i you know it really boiled down to having faith and turning it over to my higher power and just saying you know what it's not my problem i can't i'm not in charge of this problem you know so that was the key and then and then you know it builds and it built for me it's like little by little it's like oh yeah 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 this is actually good this is working this is better this is okay this is good okay this is this is real you know and so I, I, that's what happened that's how it worked for me so yeah I hope that helps thanks so much Greg oh for sure uh, I thought this was the relationships workshop you know uh, yeah exactly <laughs> Um, I just, you know, one aspect that I'm learning with having a little more time with sobriety is like wanting to play with other people, mm -hmm. you know, collaborating right. and seeking, you know, um, like-minded musicians right. where to fit in. So, you know, uh, slowly the confidence is starting to build up with getting more so sober time. And, um, I'm just kind of wondering how you feel about like collaboration and, you know, not with me necessarily, but right. how to how to seek out those you know like-minded people. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 
yeah, well, the, th the thing is, you know, it's like it's so easy to get boxed off. I talked a little bit about how I was boxed off, you know, even in terms of like, you know, whether I was sponsoring people or whatever. But I'm, I'm, I'm you know, it's, it's easy to undervalue our, our contribution to things, you know. And it's easier to just say, oh, I don't want to do that because that's weird and I'm going to put myself at risk or whatever. My thing is, like, just say yes, you know. If there's a something... If there's a little glimmer or spark that says, you know, God, it would be cool to work with that person, well, then just try it. And don't, but don't have any, like, um, my big thing was, like, okay, you know, I would think, like, okay, I'm going to work with this person, we're going to write a couple songs, and we're going to have a band, and we're going to get signed, and we're going to, like, fuck all that. Like, just, just have a day of music with someone else and realize that that's enough. Like, that's fine. Like, can we, you know, do you want to, like, work on a song? Yeah, okay, cool, let's work on a song. Does the song have to be a hit? No, it doesn't. Does it have to be, go on a record? No, it doesn't have to do that. Does it have to, like, make us both, you know, whatever? Do we have to both feel, feel like we're, you know, like, amazing musicians from it? No, we're just going to, like, interact and see what happens. So keeping the expectations reasonable and, and sort of just, like, um, just saying, I, I tell myself, just try to say yes. I don't always say yes, but I try to say yes. And if it would make sense, I do it, you know? And so... Um, there. I mean, my son was going through this the other day. He's like talking about. Uh, he's super talented, man. I mean, he brings a lot to the table. But you know, we all have that. I mean, he was like, well, I don't know if I can, if it's gonna be good if I work with that guy. Da, da, da. I'm like Max, just go do it. Just see what happens. It's okay to fuck up. It's okay to go and like embarrass yourself. Even what's the worst thing that happened? Oh, you somebody like doesn't like you and you don't. It doesn't go well. Okay, well, so what? So what? Like, what's the big deal? If we don't value, if we don't judge ourselves based on our accomplishments, then it doesn't really matter. It's like, it's just an experience. It's like, we all have to go through stuff, you know? And it's like, okay, well, bring it on. I'll take my stuff now or whatever. But the chances are, it's going to be, there's going to be something good come out of it. Even if you, you know, just playing music with somebody for a little while is like enriching to both of you. And that was cool. If it's a one-time deal, it's like, okay, well, that was cool, you know? It doesn't have to be any be-all, end-all. So I would just say, like, try to say yes, keep the expectations low, and just see what happens, you know? Because I think that based, too, having too many... Uh, we get ourselves going too much. I do. I get myself thinking too far ahead. Like, you know, well, this happens and that happens and this happens and that happens. Like, no, dude, just don't worry about it. It's gonna, it'll all work out how it's going to work out. And just follow, Just see what happens, you know? So... I would just put less, um, you know, just, I don't know. It's, I, sometimes I have to underestimate the importance of things. Even when things are sort of important, I just have to underestimate it, you know. I just have to kind of like, oh, yeah, it's no big deal. I mean, even when it is sort of a big deal, you know, like I kind of kind of box myself off from that. It's like working on something that's going to be on, you know, national TV on every network and something. I mean, like I have to, like I do these shows, these, I've done CNN Heroes and Stand Up to Cancer a couple times. And when I start to think about like, the idea that this show, the, this music that I'm writing about these people that are cancer survivors and it's going to be on every network next Saturday, it's like, oh, fuck. You know, like I can't think about that. I just got to go, you know what, whatever with all that. I've got this little thing and I'm going to try to make it more complete. It's not my, I can't. Get over. So just like not like letting things, even when it is like quote unquote important or whatever, I just can't get all worked up about it, you know. So I've learned to just take things so easy. The other thing is like I don't get, you know, when good things happen, I'm stoked. It's great. But I don't get like, oh, my God, I'm like, oh, this is going to be amazing because this is good. Or like when something doesn't work out, oh, wow, I didn't get that gig and I'm a piece of shit and my whole career is going to go down the toilet because this didn't work out. I'm just like even. I don't, you know, I'm stoked. Or I'm like, well, I'll take a hit on that. I'll think about that. How could I change that? Fine. Move on. You know, so having the lows a little, low, a little higher and the highs a little lower helps, you know, with not putting expectations on things and just kind of being open to, to whatever happens, you know, so. Yep. So much, Greg. Um, mostly comment. Uh, uh -huh. You know, something I've learned in recovery is uh, it's it's less about product and more about process. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, and and in uh, when I was you know using, you know, I'd have fits of inspiration, mm -hmm. or you know, but you know, things would like flashes, or you know, 
maybe things would flow and you know stuff like that. Um, and that felt great. You know, that just felt awesome. But um, but you, I, it was uh, but it was random. Uh-huh. And you know, um, and what I've gotten when I got uh, sober, then tried to be creative. Was like, all right, uh, just do it. Yeah. And like you said, stay out of the results essentially, mm-hmm. and uh, and just what, your point about your ritual, your mm-hmm. routine is really important, and I, I I know it, and I don't necessarily take it to heart and practice it, but uh, when I sit down and write every day, mm-hmm. or write regularly, and stay out of and just write. Yeah. You know, and if something catches my eye, underline it, move on. Mm-hmm. But just, just get it out. Then there's, um, then there are seeds. Then there are those nuggets that you talked about. Like, yeah, you got them on file. You know, and maybe it'll lead to something. Maybe it won't. But you, you recognize the spark, like right, you said. Right. And um, so, you know, it, it was, it was a real worry. The, the, but the process, the process has just changed. Right, and it's uh, it's got more substance. It's less serendipitous. Mm-hmm. In, in, I mean, it, it still is serendipitous, but it's less just like where did that come from? Where did it come from? Is like me doing the legwork. Right, that's right. where it came from. Right, you know, um, and uh, so it's 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 magic, but it's it's magic we can create. We can. We know how to get to you now. Right, right. So anyway, um, that's my take on it. Thanks for... Oh, thanks. Well, I like that. Uh, one of the things that... Uh, I'm just going to just expound on that for one second. One of the things that I... Yeah, that I found too. It's like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not feeling inspired. Like, I want, that's one thing that I cannot say. I mean, I, I just... I mean, I, there's shit to get done. Like, I mean, I do this as a, for a living. And it's like... So, yeah, I mean, I learned to just like sit in the... Ch- you know, you sit in that chair... You wait for something to happen, you know, not even wait, you just, I mean, sometimes you wait, but, you know, you got to get, you get going, and then, you know, but the intuition is the thing that, that lets you, you know, that tells you, okay, uh, now we're talking, now we got something going, but if you don't do it every day, and you don't get through those kind of like, well, not crappy ideas, but ideas that aren't a spark, then you don't get to those spark ideas, so by doing it every day, you kind of, it just, you get fine-tuned on what, what's the good stuff, and even if you don't, it's like you're practicing, you know, and then when it, you know, then it's like sometimes it's good to just practice and and get to that place where it's like, okay, well, I'm just gonna write a few pages and see what happens, you know. So thanks for sharing that. Yes. Hi everybody. I'm Carol. Hi Carol. <clears throat> And my son also brings a lot to the table. <laughs> oh, yes. And he's in this room for sure. And, uh, and super talented. And there are a lot of people in this room that have a lot of talent. I look around and see a lot of talented people. A lot of talent. And we come into these rooms and we also feel the way you spoke. You know, if I stop smoking or if I stop doing whatever, if I stop drinking, if I stop tooting lines... Whatever your, whatever your drug of choice is, it's uh, really important to know that that's not where your creativity is. Right. It's not in that bag of right. weed, and it's not in that line, and it's not in that glass or bottle or whatever it is. That's you. Right. And it's important for you to know that. I can't tell you how many times we used to have variety shows. We used to have a lot of variety shows, as a matter of fact, and in our district and uh and i used to be for years i grew up in music and for years i was a nightclub singer and uh and so i was part of the variety shows and steve used to come with his blessed guitar and all of his talent this is a talented guy and we just he'd come to rehearse one song with me and the next thing you'd know we'd be like for two hours the two of us were going through so many (laughs) We had such a ball going through all the songs. Right. Do you know this? Do you remember yeah. that? I love that piece, <laughs> you know, and that kind of stuff. And it's important to do something like that, the joy of your creativity every day. Right. 
Pablo Picasso used to say, I, I practice every day. Uh-huh. In his, he was in his 90s right. when he said that. And, and somebody said to him, why do you do that? He said, because if I don't practice for one day, I hear it the next day. Oh, wow. And if I don't practice for two days, you'll hear it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he's right. right. We are constantly in this, in this practice. I don't, I don't sing for a living anymore. But I work with a lot of people, a mm-hmm. lot of people, and they've become kind of the music in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's important to find that, you know. I, I sing in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I sing to my animals. <laughs> and, uh, and it's important to sing. Yeah. It's important to have that music in yourself. Why doesn't every district have like an a cappella group? That's I, thought, I <laughs> thought that was a wonderful idea. To get a bunch of people that can't do what they would love to do for money, right. to do it for the joy of doing it and get together with a bunch of people, I think it's a wonderful idea. Well, that's great. So I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we do have to wrap it up because uh, I just got a sign in the door uh, that we gotta we gotta wrap it up. But I want to thank you all for coming out and. Um, Sorry, it took me a little while to get this thing rolling, but um, but it was it was great. It was really good. It's it's always good for me, and I'm really grateful to get those opportunities to to share my thoughts and experiences. And so, uh, yeah, thanks for coming out. Have a good convention. Thank you.